Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of the Believe in Oakland A's podcast. I'm your host, Ben Ross. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Pumped up about our guest. We got Jesus Lazardo coming up in just a few minutes. Great conversation with the young A's left-hander about his offseason, what he's looking to improve on, some of the things he learned from his first full MLB season. I guess it wasn't really a full season, but, you know, whatever 2020 was. Uh, he certainly got some experience. He got postseason experience for the second straight year. Um, and so we had a great conversation about how he's doing and what he's looking forward to in 2021. So again, that's coming up in just a few minutes. We're getting there, folks. Slowly but surely, we're getting closer and closer to spring training. Don't know exactly when it's going to start yet, but we're almost into February. And so baseball season now officially right around the corner. The Hot stove finally starting to pick up as we're seeing some free agent sign. Unfortunately, none, none with the A's at this point. But the good news is they did come to terms with all of their arbitration eligible players. So that's exciting. No one going to arbitration, which can sometimes be a little bit of a messy process. Uh, looking at some of those numbers, Mark Canna getting $6.925 million, well-earned for Mark, coming off a couple of great seasons. Matt Chapman gets a big raise in his first year of arbitration eligibility, $6.49 million for Chappie. Again, I don't have to tell you that is well-deserved. Uh, Sean Manaya, $5.95 million. Matt Olson agreed a while ago he's going to get $5 million. Chris Bassett, $4.9 million, great value there. Uh, for Bassett, who turned out to be the number one starter on last year's team. Chad Pinder, again, he agreed a while ago, $2.275 million. Frankie Montas will get $1.8 million. Talk about value there. I know he kind of struggled for a lot of last year, but, I mean, we've seen the talent that guy has and, and what he can do. And I think he's poised for a bounce back year, so I'm excited to have him back. Tony Kemp getting just over a $1 million, $1.05 mil. Lou Trevino. $912,500. Again, Lou Trevino, you talk a guy, talk about a guy with great stuff, and uh, we'll see if he can kind of get back to his form from 2018. Kind of showed signs of it at points last year, but he's going he's gonna to be a key piece of that bullpen right now with Liam Hendricks gone and potentially some others. I mean, you got free agents in uh, Joaquim Soria and, and Yusmero Petit who are, you know, not guaranteed to come back we'll get a little bit more into that in a moment and then the final arbitration eligible player was Birch Smith who's going to get $705,000 so with all that being said the payroll now starting to come into focus a little bit and, and you know when you look at it the A's have room if you take into account all the guys under contract and then the rest of the guys who are pre-arbitration who will make the league minimum you're looking at right around $70 million right now for 22, 23, 24 players right in that range, which, you know, in my book means you should be able to go out and bring back a couple of the guys I mentioned, Yusmero Petit or Soria or Atami Lastella. I mean, I personally still think they got to bring back Marcus Simeon, but that, you know, based on all accounts, 
is a long shot at this point. But when you consider what the payroll has been at the past couple of years, I mean, last year, I know, I know last year didn't end up being a full season. So the numbers were way down, but the A's were scheduled to have a payroll over a hundred million. And then in 2019, that payroll was up in the mid nineties. I mean, again, you're talking about $70 million right now. I think we're expecting them to, to trim payroll based on some of the lost revenue from last year, but that would be an awful lot. I mean, $30 million, you're talking about 30% from over $100 million. And that seems like it would be a little bit extreme. So I'm hoping that uh, that the A's will be able to go out and, and again, bring back some of these guys. Uh, you know, the latest from what I've been hearing is that they are interested in both Soria and Petit, um, you know, no offers to this point, but they're they're among the teams that are still in talks. Uh, both Petit and Soria are obviously drawing interest from other teams as well. Soria, pretty much the whole AL West, I think, has been talking to him. Um, and Petit has a handful of teams interested as well, and why not? I mean, with how valuable he's been, not just with the A's, but his entire career. Uh, and then, of course, Tommy Lastella, the other guy I referenced. I mean, if you're going to let Simeon go, I think you have to bring back Lastella. And uh, the A's are in on him, again, you know, uh, among other teams. I think we're going to start seeing that market heat up now that DJ LeMahieu has signed his big deal with the Yankees, kind of setting the market for second baseman. But I don't want to hear any excuses. You know, the A's have have room in that payroll to bring these guys back and it would be disappointing at this point if they don't. So we'll see what happens with that. Again, our guest today, Jesus Lazardo, A's talented young left-hander who I'm expecting big things this year. I mean, he's shown in little pieces what he can do. His stuff is just electric. I mean, he's mature beyond his years. I know it's a cliche, but with, with Jesus, it's true. Excited about our conversation with him. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, want to remind you about betonline.ag. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. The matchup is set. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. And how about this? Chiefs and Buccaneers. Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Excited about the matchup. Chiefs open as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Again, that game in Tampa Bay. Buccaneers playing it in their home stadium. I like Kansas City. I know that the game is in Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers playing in their own stadium, but, man, that Chiefs team looks unstoppable to me. And, you know, Tom Brady is, is still obviously good, but he's not anywhere near the quarterback he once was now at the age of 43. The three interceptions he threw against the Packers. Uh, I think, honestly, Tampa Bay got a little bit lucky to get that win. I just have a feeling the Chiefs win fairly comfortably. But I'm excited about the the matchup, Mahomes against Brady. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. All right, well, our guest this week is Jesus Lazardo. Really excited to have him on. Jesus, how are you, man? Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How's the offseason going? What have you been up to? You're, you're in Florida now, right? Yeah, I'm in Florida. Just been uh, training a lot, taking care of my body, and then uh, been golfing a lot, too. 
Oh yeah. That's been, uh, it's been baseball working out and a little bit of golf. How's the golf game going? I'm actually just learning myself during the pandemic. I figured I would pick it up. It's, it's rough. How about you? Yeah, it's a little tough. I mean, I play, I play a good bit and I don't get, uh, I don't get any better. So it sometimes you know, it gets a little, a little frustrating, but it's, it's a good time. Yeah. That's, it's funny. It's like, anytime I feel like I'm making progress and, and I start to hit the ball well, and I feel like I'm, I'm gaining, it's like the next time out it's, it's back to square one. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, how excited are you for spring training? I know we don't know exactly for sure uh, when it's going to be, but I mean, you've got to be chomping at the bit for next season. Yeah, no, I am. I'm extremely excited. Uh, you know, I feel ready to go. I've locked in a lot of things that I've been, you know, I tried to work on throughout the off season. So now I really see it all coming together and I'm excited to get going. Yeah. What are, what are some of the things that you want to work on? Cause obviously, I mean, we talk about your stuff and, and how impressive you've been at, at such a young age. I'm sure there's areas you'd like to improve. What are, what are some of those areas? Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely my, uh, you know, my off-speed pitches, I want to get my breaking ball back to how it was when I debuted. I feel like, uh, you know, that's when I was at my prime. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like I have done been able to do that. I've been able to, you know, kind of get it back, get that grip back and uh, get back into, into the groove of things with that. Uh, also, you know, my fastball command, it's always a big thing for me every offseason. So that's something I always work on. So uh, those are the two things for me that I've been working on and two things that I feel like I've been uh, making strides on as well. Getting the experience the last couple of years. I mean, last year, obviously strange, a shortened season with the pandemic, but just getting that major league uh, experience. What did you learn or maybe multiple things? What, what are some of the things that you learned just getting a chance to pitch at the big league level? Uh, you, you have to have a quick like ability to just wipe away bad, uh, you know, bad games. That's something that I picked up. Uh, you know, I think Mike Fires actually taught me that. Um, ever since I've known him since I was young, but he helped me out, uh, especially last year, you know, some games that I struggled, he taught me, you know, just forget about it. You know, ne next day's a new day and you have, you know, four days till your next start that you have to prepare. Uh, I think that was one thing that was really big for me that'll help me throughout my career. And also just being able to find a routine as a starter in the big leagues. Um, you know, I, I debuted and I was in the pen. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to start this year and kind of figure out my routine in a shortened season. That way that I could take that routine into now the longer season. You mentioned that, that you've known Mike Fires for a while. What, what's the, when did you meet him and uh, what's that relationship been like? Uh, I met him when I was like, I had to be like 12, maybe 13. Um, and I mean, now it's awesome. We're good friends. Uh, he lives about 15 minutes down the road from me. I work out with him once a week, uh, you know, play catch with them, see him off the field sometimes. So, uh, you know, it's definitely someone that I have there as a friend and also as a mentor. That's awesome. Um, and you know, you, you referenced being able to learn from a veteran like him. I'm sure there were other guys, uh, on the A's, both in the rotation and the bullpen are, are there some other guys that really helped teach you some lessons? Yeah. I mean, a lot, I, I, I have to give credit to all of them because I'm, everyone gave me a little bit, you know, pieces here and there. Uh, for me, I felt like Soria and Petit were really like, you know, I mean, obviously Bassett, Manaya, you know, all the starters were mine and mentors of mine, but you know, Story and Petit having 10 years of service and 14 years of service, uh, they would pull me aside, you know, sit me down. Hey, like, let's go over this. Let's talk about this. And, uh, you know, in, in like the most calm and cool and collected way, they would teach me things and like speak to me, you know, the, the right way and, and help me learn, you know, properly. And I honestly appreciate them a lot for that. And I, I think I told them that every day. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that I think has been impressive about you is, is again, you, you know, you're a young guy coming in with very limited major league experience, but your demeanor, you're very calm out there. 
it, it feels like you're confident and, you know, the moment is, ne is never too big. How, how are, have you been able to do that? How are you able to just kind of stay in the moment and be that confident despite, you know, your limited experience? Uh, I feel like it just came from a young age. Uh, I was always playing up growing up in South Florida. You know, obviously we always had really good baseball competition. So being able to grow up when I was 12, always playing up, um, being a freshman, playing on varsity, uh, those types of things uh, put me in situations at an early age when I was, uh, you know, probably not as good as those older kids or not, you know, physically, I didn't have the physical capabilities of those older dudes. Um, and I feel like that gave me the confidence to go out. And, you know, now that I was in the big leagues, when I debuted, I was probably the youngest one uh, by a long shot. And, uh, you know, I was glad that I did get the opportunity at a young age because now it taught me to, you know, to have confidence in everything that I do. You know, as we head into this season, we talked about some of the things, some of the areas that you're, you're looking to improve. Do you have any personal goals for the season or what's kind of the mindset heading into the year? Yeah, I mean, for me, definitely my personal goal is, uh, you know, 33 starts, uh, be healthy the whole year, go through a, a full 162, uh, show that I'm durable, show that I can get late into games and, and also, you know, pitch every, not miss a start. As for the team, you know, this team has had a lot of success the last three years. Um, you know, making the playoffs three straight years is, is no small feat, especially with the young core that you guys have. What do you think is the outlook for this season? I mean, I think, you know, we're going to make another run at it. Uh, I think we have, the, like you said, the core, the core guys. I think we're going to get the right pieces added in. And I just think that we have the mindset for it. We have, you know, we gel really well. Um, all, all, our, all of our guys, young, older, you know, veteran or rookies, I feel like we all get along really well, have a good time out there, all kind of have the same mindset. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, we put the team first at all times, and, and I think that's what we're going to continue to do and hopefully, you know, make it to playoffs again. Obviously, it's tough, you know, losing some of the free agents that you're going to be doing. Liam Hendricks, uh, the big one. What's it like when, when guys leave? I mean, I, I assume you're probably happy for Liam for, for getting the, you know, the big contract with the White Sox, but at the same time, it's got to be bittersweet losing him. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, we're all excited for Liam. Uh, you know, he worked really hard. I saw him when I was in AAA. Um, you know, now, you know, he is who he is and he's the man. Uh, so, you know, you're happy for the guy. You're happy that, uh, you know, he got paid, obviously. Uh, and now he's gone to another team, which, uh, like you said, is bittersweet, not having that guy in the back of the bullpen. So, you know, you, you hand the game off to him. We're extremely confident every time we went out there. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, and that's when I think we have other guys step in nowadays and, and, and you know, try to fill in those roles. And I think we have the, the guys in-house to do it. Yeah, I mean, the, going from the bullpen out of the starting rotation, and, I mean, that's an area where you guys – you're young, but a lot of depth. I mean, between you and, and hopefully AJ can come back healthy this year. And, you know, we've seen what Frankie Montas can do and Sean Manaya and Chris Bassett had a huge year as well. Um, how excited are you to, to be a part of this starting rotation, which, you know, has probably the most talent and A's rotation has had in uh, maybe since the big three in the early two thousands. I know. I mean, for me, I'm personally extremely excited. I think we all are. Uh, you know, being able to get back out there and, you know, and show what we can all do. Uh, we, you know, we're partial of last year, half the season, we, we uh, showed what we could do. And uh, I know that we all, we all are striving for better, a better year this year. So uh, I'm just excited to get back out there kind of pick each other's brains in spring training and see what we all learned and picked up over the off season and then put it together for, uh, for the regular season. From the outside, uh, you know, all, all the players that I've talked to seem to really uh, like playing for Bob Melvin. Uh, I'm just curious what 
your thoughts are. I, I know it's only been a year or two, but what do you think of uh, of playing for Bob? Bomo's uh, probably the best. I mean, manager I've ever had. Uh, you know, I know it's my first. You know, first manager in the big leagues, but um, just an awesome guy to play for. Always has your back. Uh, you know, very good at communicating uh, with his players. Uh, just, I mean, for me, it just makes me feel at home. I, I, you know, I go to the field and. Uh, it's not like you're dreading walking by your manager. You know, you're looking, hey, Bomo, you know, how are you saying hi to him? He's saying hi to you, uh, have a conversation. So, you know, I think it's it's a great time playing for him. As for your career path, you know, getting drafted out of high school um, by the Nationals and, and then coming over from the A's, was there, I know, and I know you dealt with some injuries too, you know, early in your career. Was there a point where you thought, that you could, you know, that being a major league pitcher was something realistic. I mean, obviously you were drafted highly, I think third round out, out of high school. So, you know, I don't think it was a surprise that you've had success, but was there a certain point in high school or maybe later or maybe earlier where you thought, Hey, like I've got, I've got the stuff I can, I can be a big leaguer. I mean, definitely, you know, getting drafted uh, out of high school. I kind of, you know, I thought that I could, and you know, you're always confident at a young age, but the moment that it really clicked for me was when I came back from Tommy John that I got traded and I was in Vermont and um, I actually remember the game. I mean, it was a playoff game. We were against, I want to say it was Mahoning Valley. Um, so, I mean, that game, I pitched really well and I just felt it. Like, I just felt like, I just felt lights out. That was the best I probably ever felt. And uh, it was like 16 months removed from surgery. So uh, that's when I knew, you know, I was looking for, that was my last outing of the year. And I was just really looking forward to the next year to get back out, which is eventually when I went to Stockton and then had my 2018 season. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, I, I remember I got to see you in Stockton uh, pitching the same day as AJ Puck, I think a couple of years ago, you guys were both yeah. kind of coming off of injuries. Unfortunately, AJ didn't get to pitch last year, but I mean, what's it been like coming up? I mean, you guys, two talented young lefties, you've been the two top prospects in, in the A's system for a while and two of the top in baseball. What's it been like coming up through the ranks with AJ and um, what do you think uh, his potential is? Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. Uh, he became my best friend uh, ever since, you know, he was rehabbing his elbow. I hurt my shoulder. He asked me if I wanted to move in and, uh, you know, we ended up rooming together that whole rehab process. And ever since then, we've just been really tight. Um, we just have the kind of the same goals, obviously, you know, be a great big leaguer. Um, but we kind of the same person, just kind of stay at home, hang out, like not do too much. Uh, so, I mean, now he lives with me. He's in my guest room in my house and I've been watching him rehab and work out uh, almost every day. And I think, I mean, the sky's the limit for him, obviously, when you're six, eight and throw 102. Um, it kind of comes easier to you, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's awesome. He's definitely working hard. So uh, I'm hoping that he has a great year this year. That's amazing. I didn't realize that. So he's staying with you in Florida right now. Yeah. He's been here for like two months. I want to say. Very cool. How, how's that going? The, the roommate lifestyle. It's not too bad. Yeah. We just, I mean, work out, get back, play some golf. Uh, I can't complain. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Growing up, did you have uh, any favorite pitchers or anybody that you kind of wanted to model your game after? Yeah. Um, for me, it was Johan Santana and Felix Hernandez. Um, obviously, Johan Santana had, like, that really good changeup. Uh, yeah, he kind of the same body style. He was Venezuelan as well. And then Felix Hernandez was just a bulldog every time he went out, especially at a young age. So uh, those are two guys I really watched. Not bad guys to, to model your game after. Well, uh, you know, as we as we head into the season, 
still kind of a lot of unknowns, unfortunately. I mean, last year was so weird uh, not having fans and we'll see what happens this year. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll, we'll be able to have fans, but um, how excited are you for whenever that day comes when you're able to be pitching again, you know, in a packed Coliseum, hopefully for a playoff game, what will having those A's fans mean to you? Oh, it would mean, it'd mean a lot. Uh, yeah, I actually, it was funny. I had a dream about it the other day, me pitching in the Coliseum with just like packed, uh, a packed stadium, kind of like the wild card game. Uh, when I threw, you know, against the, the Rays, uh, that's just a memory that stuck in my head forever. And just having, I think it was 65,000 people. Uh, even up on Mountain Davis, it was just an incredible feeling. Uh, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. So uh, that's something that I want to see again. Hopefully we'll all get to see that soon. Looking forward to that day for sure. Well, Jesus, thank you so much for coming on the Believe in Oakland A's podcast. Uh, enjoy the rest of your off season. We're looking forward to seeing you back on the mound as, as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Folks, with a new year comes tons of new big games and sports with big games You need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack Combo featuring small plates with big flavor, mini beef Wellington steak burgers, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon, Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Well, thanks again to Jesus Lazardo for joining us. That was a that was a really fun interview. He's such a such an easygoing, great guy, and it's it's amazing because obviously you've seen him on the field, and he's so focused, so determined, and such a competitor, and such a great pitcher. You know, he referenced that game against Mahoning Valley uh, when he was in Vermont, when he really felt like he could be a big leaguer. He wasn't kidding. That was a dominant performance. I went and looked it up. He went five innings, gave up one hit, one walk, and five strikeouts as uh, Vermont won that game 3-0 to finish off the series sweep of Mahoning Valley. But again, Lizardo, I'm expecting big things from him this year. His stuff is just too good. His mindset is is too good. And how cool is that, that he's he's rooming with A.J. Puck down in Florida right now. The, the two future stud pitchers, atop that A's rotation, a couple of really talented lefties. And obviously they've got a great relationship off the field as well. If you want to follow Jesus on Twitter, you can do so at, he's got a great handle, at baby underscore Jesus nine. You can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm not as cool of a handle, but I'm at Ben Ross tweets. Very direct to the point, a little boring, but it gets the job done. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Again, a reminder to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your pods. Looking forward to hopefully seeing the A's bring back some of these free agents that are still available right now. We'll see if they make any moves in the coming weeks. Our next episode of the Believe in A's podcast will drop on Tuesday, February 9th. So we will talk to you then. Thanks again. 
for tuning into this episode. Thanks to Jesus Lazardo, and we'll catch you next time on the Believe in Oakland A's podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.